Okay, we're on Sukkah, Perak Mishnah Bet. Second Mishnah in the fifth chapter of Masechet Sukkah. We're continuing to discuss, as we started before in the last Mishnah, the Simchat Peita Shoeva. So in the next two Mishnayot, are going to be discussing the preparations that were involved in the, in, in the, in getting ready for, in getting the Beit HaMikdash ready for this big party called the Simchat Peita Shoeva. There's actually tremendously important halachot that are involved in this. Says the Mishnah. On the Motzei Yom Tov, after Yom Tov of the first day, okay, yeah, there's only one day of Yom Tov, they went down into the Ezrat Nashim, and they would establish there, they would create there, build there, a Tikkun Gadol, a big fix, a big establishment. What are we talking about? Where's the Ezrat Nashim? Let's go to our schematic of the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, here's the picture of the Beit HaMikdash. You'll notice here it says Ezrat Nashim. And the reason why it's called Ezrat Nashim is not because this is where the woman stood. Rather, it's called the Ezrat Nashim because this is where women were permitted to enter. This is an area for men and for women, this whole courtyard area. Above here, if you wanted to enter into the Hechal, this is Ezra Israel. Male men entered into here, Yisraelim. And beyond here, you're, you know, and this is where they would do the Duchan. And beyond here, this is where the Kohanim were. Ezra Kohanim were allowed, only Kohanim were allowed to enter into this area. Okay, Yisraelim were allowed to come in only for the, for the purpose of doing their korbanot, for the purpose of offering their korbanot. But, so that's why this is called Ezrat Nashim. There's a, come, some bunch of details that we're going to see in this, in this uh, schematic that are relevant to our Mishnah. We'll go back to the Mishnah. So they went down from, from the Ezra Israel into the, from the Ezra Israel into the Ezrat Nashim, and they made a Tikkun Gadol. What is this Tikkun Gadol? So there's actually a whole blog post uh, from the Machon Migdash on this Tikkun Gadol. What is this Tikkun Gadol? Okay, so, so before we get to the blog post, we see the, the Gemara says the following. Okay, the Gemara says, Barishona, the, the problem is in the Simchat Beit HaShavivah, it was a really exciting time, and, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of frivolity, as we will see. So the Gemara says, Tana Rabbana, this is the Gemara in Sukkah. Barishona, you nashim bifnim nashim So they had to separate the men and the women during times of frivolity. It's inappropriate that men and women should be together. Okay? So originally, the women were on the inside and on the outside. And then they would come to Kalut Rosh, to lightheadedness, to inappropriate interaction. You're in the Beit HaMikdash. So they, they decreed, So they okay, the women on the outside, the men on the inside, the dancing on the inside, the women watching. And still they would, they, this led to frivolity. So therefore, So then they made this takana that women should sit above and the men below. Meaning this, 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 uh, what was this tikkun gadol? Let's go back to the Mishnah. Tikkun gadol, the Bartunura says, They built, they would surround the Beit HaMikdash with gizuz tra'ot, balconies. And so the women would sit above and the men below. So that it shouldn't lead to Kalut Rosh, to inappropriate frivolity. Now, I want to put in something really interesting in this article. Just look at this. This is a picture that they describe, that, they, that Machon HaMikdash has illustrated of the, of the Ezrat Nashim. So you can look at here, you can see this is the Azara. Let's go back to our schematic. Here's the Ezrat Nashim. So they're kind of looking kind of this way in the picture. Okay? And uh, uh, you can see that there are the women above. This is a Gzus Tarot, that the women above and the, the crowd below. So look at the article for a second. He says the following. 
during the rest of the year, the women would daven below, and there they brought their korbanot. Nonetheless, when there were special events, they, they gave them special places. Meaning, the Ezrat Nashim was only for the Nashim when there was an event that was Lavoli de Kalut Rosh. It's interesting to note that during the rest of the year, and true, there wasn't a minion, but there certainly wasn't a Mechitza down here, you know, like Al Achat Kama Vakama on the outside below. It's just interesting to, it's an interesting point to note. Now, it's really, an, a really interesting point also is the following. This Tikkun Gadol, okay, the Bartunura seems to imply, okay, that, the, I'm sorry, the Misha seems to imply that it happened every year, Yardula Ezrat Nashim. So if you look at the picture, there's no way, like this, it sounds to the Mishnah that they would, they would put up these sort of bleachers. But here, the other Bishonim felt out that they did it one time. In the language of the Mishnah, I don't know how they understand the language of the Mishnah, but it was a one-shot deal, they built permanent balconies. So if you look at our, at the schematic that we had, if you look at our schematic, you see the Gizustra Ot Lanashim. These are the balconies in this schematic. But it's a huge machloket. Is it permanent? Or did they just put up bleachers? You know, in Yad Binyamin, they have, they have these concerts, and now they have put up these portable bleachers. It's really amazing what you can do. Okay, so maybe they had portable bleachers. I, you know, the, the, the question becomes, it's a really interesting question. This Tikkun Gadol, if they really built something different, right, there's a real halachic issue of adding on to the Beit HaMikdash. It's an Isra Duoraita, because you're supposed to go only according to the Tavnit, the, the, the plans that were passed down. And from this, interestingly enough, so Chazal, many postgame derive, that from this we learn that, that A, Chazal had either the ability to make changes according to their, their perspective and how they saw it was necessary, or the idea of a separation was already always part of the understanding of the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, now let, let's take one more point. Because this is the source for Manu de Mechitza. Every Mechitza we have is based on this Tikkun Gadol of the Ezrat Nashim, you know, the women's section. Every single one. So what's the purpose of it? So the Bartunura says, so they wouldn't come to frivolity. There's another perspective, there's another possibility. The Rambam says, and I'll look at the Ikar Tosor Yontov, it was so that the men wouldn't see the women. Okay, he says, he's right. But it's a real, it's a huge machlokin. This is the big machlokin. And what's the purpose of mechitza? Is it shelo yavo lidei kalut rosh? Or on the other hand, is it that men shouldn't see the women? What's the huge nafgamina? How tall must the mechitza be? If they're, if they're next to each other, how tall must they be? Is it only to prevent people from intermingling? And so it has to be shoulder height, as well as Shafaisim Baskins? Or is it to prevent people from seeing one another? And therefore it has to be much, much higher, which is the prevailing attitude in many shuls, especially here in Israel. Big machloke, but that's all based on this Mishnah. Umin Aroshel, the Mishnah continues. Umin Aroshel, the Haba Yushan, there were golden lamps. Ve'arbas Tzvalim Shel Zahab Rashem. And on the top of each one, there were four bowls of gold. Ve'arbas Sulamot, Lechol Echad Ve'echad, each one had its own Sulam, its own, its own, uh, ladder. Ve'arbas Yiladim Bipyuchei Kihuna, and four children for each lamp. From the Pyuchei Kihuna, from the, like, little young, the younglings. And in their hands, they carried Kadim Shalshem, these huge jugs of oil. That they would continue to pour. So let's go into the, in, there's a, there, in this picture. So you see, there are these huge lamps. They had to light it up. No electricity. How did they light up the Ezrat Nashim? I think there's a, there's a couple more pictures. Let's see if I can find it. Okay, here is another picture of the Ezrat Nashim based on a different schematic. Okay, they had this huge, let me see if I can find you the pictures of the, of the, uh, of the, of the Tikkun Gadol. Here we go. Yes. 
So there are these huge pictures of the Pirchei Kehuna, and they, they had to climb up. I don't know why there's no, there's supposed to be four here. On, ah, there's four on each one. One, two, three, four. And he's carrying this, this young coin is carrying this, these jugs. Because the, the, if you're using oil lamps and you want to have huge fires, you got to keep filling them up all the time. So these kids, their responsibility was to fill it up all the time. And in the next mission, we're going to see how important this was. And if you think about it, it's a, it's, it's a huge expense. Uh, the, you know, the Beit HaMikdash expended a lot of money to light up the night. You, we don't really understand nowadays how dark it was at all times and how much of an expense this was, to what degree they went, uh, the expense that they went in order to celebrate the Simchat Beit HaShoeva. I'm already going too long. As always, we'll stop here and dedicate our learning to the memory of my father, Rav Simcha Bayitzcha Kalman. Have a good day.